Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Welcome back to Dear Writer, everyone. Today we are recording episode 62, and it is an author spotlight episode. And we are welcoming on the show Kat Winters. Hi, Hi Kat. Kat. Hi, how are you? Nice to have you on. Yeah, well, good, thanks. I hope you're excited about this interview like we are as well. Very, very excited. It's a very interesting experience. <laughs> it always is, I think. But it's hopefully will make you feel welcome and we can have a really interesting conversation. So Kat Winters is an American author and she was born and raised in California. She, I really like the sentiment, she writes to give people an escape and to help them feel seen. Uh, Her writing focuses on inclusivity and she tries to bring attention to real world problems facing our youth. Her novel Free Me was released in June 2021. So it's cool to have you on the show. It's very awesome to be here. One of the things that we like to start with with these author spotlight interviews is just how you got started writing and sort of what gave you a passion for it in the first place. Well, I always enjoyed reading. And I think part of that is, you know, I grew up with divorced parents and I did not have a lot of time with my dad growing up and he liked to read. So sometimes when I was little, the best part of my week or my month was getting to lay down in bed and listen to my dad read me a book. And so I would read to feel closer to him and escape all the stuff that I was going through. And eventually, you know, in class, we'd have to do creative writing assignments. And I wasn't thinking that I was putting much effort in. I was just having fun and creating something. And then one of my teachers, she looked at me and she said, I don't think you realize, but this is really good. This is really something. I want you to enter it in this contest. Of course, that contest had a guidelines for word count and everything. So I had to edit it. And I realized then that one, somebody believed in me and something that I created. And two, it felt really good to create something. It felt like I was reading a book, but I was making the decision. So it was like an escape on steroids. Almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've been writing ever since then, which is almost 10 years now. How did your story do in the competition slash did you end up entering it? So the story I did not end up entering mm-hmm. because I missed the deadline. <laughs> I yeah. horrible deadlines. Oh my gosh. But I did later end up entering some of my poetry into a few contests. And in my school's poetry contest, I won first place for my grade. And then in a international poetry contest I was a finalist and got published in three volumes of the contest hosts poetry collections oh cool it is really cool poetry has never been my strong point so 
<laughs> I always think it's really cool when people are able to, well, write coherent poetry. We'll just go with that. I kind of fell out of it, but part of me is trying to like dip my toe back in there very slowly. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. I can definitely relate to the feeling like you're reading it, but they're still having control over the story thing because that was one Mm -hmm. of the things when me and Ashley started writing. I mean, it's slightly different when you have a co-writing partner because you are also reading like new stuff that you haven't written, but at the same time, you kind of know what's going to happen. So it's like this magical journey where, you know, that you see the book slowly develop and, It's just really cool. (laughs) It's it's a lot of fun, definitely. It always makes me think of, I don't remember where I saw this, but it was this joke that was like, readers, oh my gosh, this was so good. I can't wait to see what happens in the next chapter. Authors, bro, me too. (laughs) Yep, pretty much. I think I saw that on Instagram at some point and I laughed because I was like, yes, that is so true. It's so true. Really is. (laughs) Like, you know what's going to happen, but you don't really necessarily know how it's going to happen. Or sometimes it doesn't happen as you think it will either. So people think authors just know what's going to happen. Like, no, we let the characters lead us. We're just writing down the dumb stuff they do. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Definitely. So I was going to just ask a little bit more about your sort of how you got started writing. At what point did you decide hey, I like this writing thing and I really want to try and get, you know, one of my novels or whatever you're working on published. What made you make that leap? It actually didn't really take long to make that decision because that same teacher, she really nurtured my love for writing and the apparent talent that I had. And, you know, when the school year ended and I was leaving her class, she told me that, this was something that I needed to pursue. And she meant the world to me. So I took that very, very seriously. And so I knew from a young age that one way or another, my work was going to be out in the world somehow. It's a very supportive teacher. I already like the sound of her slash him. (laughs) She was absolutely wonderful. Unfortunately, I moved and she switched schools so we lost contact before I ever published but I really hope that someday I will be able to find her and show her just how much she impacted me yeah because none of this would have happened if it weren't for her we are also at the point of like you know just having published of contacting our past high school teachers and being like hey yeah you helped create this (laughs) You might not know it, but you did. You planted the seed. Exactly. Exactly. I'm in the process of Facebook stalking one to hopefully get in contact with her so I can find out how to send her a copy. So we'll see how that goes. I've been sitting at my computer for like a week trying to get the courage to email another one of my teachers to tell her. And I'm just like, oh, it's been so long. I don't want to creep her out. How do I do this? It's so awkward, right? Because I had that basically the same feeling. But I think it's worth it. And also, I would recommend like maybe if you ask that teacher, be like, hey, do you know what this teacher's up to? And if you have their contact details because they really helped me. Da 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 da. And you never know. Maybe they are still in touch with that teacher that you 
used to who inspired your writing? I'm hoping. I mean, I the teacher who inspired me was a middle school teacher and the other teachers were oh, okay. in high school. Yeah. But it was the same district. So I'm hoping that there's some overlap. Hopefully. I I wish you well on your teacher endeavor. Yes. <laughs> the hunt begins. <laughs> yes. Like while we're talking about inspiration, did you get inspiration from any favorite authors or other writers at all? Or I definitely felt empowered by certain authors. You know, I grew up reading Rick Riordan. The Percy Jackson series was pretty much my entire childhood. And it just gave me that sense of confidence that, you know, somebody who seems so normal, so basic, so insignificant can have such a drastic change on the world, even if everyone doesn't see it. And then on top of that, you know, it seems so strange and random because I haven't read anything else by this author, but her one book absolutely changed everything. I read a book called Keep Holding On by Susan Colasanti in elementary, no, in middle school. And I was going through a really rough time. And that book showed me that things can get better. And in turn, made it so I had the confidence to write and write about things getting better. Mm -hmm. I still have the original copy on my shelf in all of its beaten up loved glory. I love that, you know, when you find that one book that really means a lot to you, whether it's in like primary school or middle school or high school, I should say elementary school, sorry. I'm trying to convert some like halfway between American and like New Zealand language. Um, (laughs) But I remember one that I read in elementary school, which I had like the title of it, but I've never been able to find it since because I obviously I was like five or six or something, or maybe seven when I read it. And I just cannot find the book. It comes up with like a whole lot of other ones. And I'm like, that's not it. That's not it. Cause I remember the, like the plot line. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. But yeah. So it's really cool that, you know, you've managed to hang on to that and you have a copy and yeah. That book went everywhere with me it never left my backpack it never left my purse so cute when we moved across the country I couldn't find it for a couple of months and I got so upset because we had a whole bunch of stuff go missing in the move and I'm like you know what I can live with losing this 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 and this but I cannot lose that book And then one day we were cleaning out some boxes and my boyfriend lifts it up and he's like, do you want me to get rid of this old book? Oh no! And I thought, and I said, you put that down right (laughs) now. Do not touch it. And I grabbed it and back into the room and I put it on the bookshelf and I just like stared at it for five minutes. You're like, it's back. You're like, I can relax now. (laughs) My soul left my body for a good like five seconds there so I was gonna ask a little bit about how you managed to fit in your writing with I'm not sure if you're working or at university or like what you're up to but you know often when we start writing it's not a full-time gig so we have to make time in our daily life so I was just wondering how you go about doing that well 
when I first started writing, it was like, I have some attention issues. So it would help me like focus better. Mm -hmm. I'd be writing on my phone or in a notebook in class just to keep me from fidgeting out of my chair. And I'd write at home when I couldn't focus on homework or after I was done with homework and I was in bed, I would just find any time to write. And when I actually started, you know, putting together coherent plot lines in books, I would spend most of my weekends just staring at the computer, putting it together. And then, you know, when high school came, there was a whole bunch going on in high school. And I had to switch from public school to online school. So I was on the computer anyway. So during <laughs> lectures, I'd be, you know, just doubling up and working on my book. Yeah. I had no clue. And I was passing. So it's not like they would have cared. But I just, it never really stops. I never really stop writing. It's just, it merges with life on a daily basis. <laughs> I remember writing the last chapter or no, the first chapter of my published book in the middle of my, my, uh, my English final. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my, my timed English final. I had an hour and a half, but I spent most of it writing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I passed, but. Education is what that is. I remember for me, it was, it was physics. Cause I was like, yeah, I, I don't really need this for what I'm going to do. I'm just going <laughs> to. I didn't even bother with physics. It wasn't required. So I'm like, oh, heck no. Get that away from me. <laughs> I am not good at science. Brought back memories for me too, Sarah. Thinking back to being in high school, writing our book together. French. During French. <laughs> yeah. Like passing the chapters like between each other. Like so we could like read them. See how each of us was going. It was great. Good times. Yes. Yeah. It's good fun. I mean, it, it sounds terribly irresponsible, but at the same time, you know, like when writing's a passion, it's the thing that you want to do and it kind of develops into, you know, other stuff. So it's not the end of the world. If you... Oh, and I don't think it's a bad thing either. It's kind of academic, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's an academic pursuit. So people always thought I was weird when I was writing instead of like, you know, like, the normal thing to do when you're like not focused in class is to like doodle or do some other random. Be on your crap. phone. I don't know. But, you know, some people were like, you're writing a book. You've, you've decided to put aside the physics work in order to write a book. <laughs> you could be having fun. <laughs> Priority. But I was having fun. I was having fun. Just not their definition of fun. <laughs> non-writers can't understand what it feels like to actually write that's very true yes i would agree hadn't even to be honest I had, yeah i hadn't even thought about that until you literally just mentioned it but that's that's so true like the, they just don't know <laughs> you can't grasp that feeling of seeing something in your mind and bringing it to life, bringing these characters in a whole new world just come to life. Nothing can describe that feeling. So unless they actually do it, they can't understand it. Which is also why they're like, but writing's so easy. No, it's not. <laughs> Try it and then tell me it's easy. I think you have to 
be that sort of personality type that really commits to the the vision of it too because I feel like if I wasn't like there in my mind in like the scene it would be a whole less fun <laughs> but you know it's like tra- being transported to somewhere else which is just like reading I guess in some ways but I don't know something exciting also about creating that yourself because you can you have so much more flexibility with what you do you're not stuck in a particular plot line exactly mm-hmm. and I was gonna say it's kind of of a similar vein to before where you're often like you don't know what's going to happen and you just really need to finish that chapter so you can know what happens well we're on that kind of topic I think this kind of blends quite well into the question of how your process is as a writer are you more of a plotter or more of a pantser Um, do you plan everything out or do you tend to sort of just sit down and start writing I like to subscribe to the term plantser because here's the thing I'll plan the beginning I'll plan the end I'll plan the major death and the major romance and the kiss scene. But how I get from point A to point B to point Z, I have absolutely no clue. Yeah. You're lucky if I bring a coherent sentence together getting from point A to B. But it usually happens. (laughs) And by the time it's done, I'm like, huh, okay, that works. Don't know where that came from, but that works. Totally understand that. I think most people tend to like a balance between the two. But it is very interesting because I would say as far as our process rests, it's like more on the plotting side. And then, um, you know, some people are a lot more on the pantsing side if you're looking at it as like a spectrum. So it's quite, quite interesting to see how other people, how other people write. Sounds mm-hmm. like you're fairly in the middle-ish. <laughs> yeah. It, it gets confusing sometimes because like since I don't have a set plan, I don't really think things through always. And there have been times where I have mixed up characters in books and I have zero impulse control. One of my next books, I love it so much. It's, It's a very well loved book. I'm very looking forward to publishing it, but writing it, I changed the main love interest's name five times. Because one day I would just wake up and decide, I don't like that name. And by the time I had settled on one, I was so confused that over the course of three chapters, I used every single name. (laughs) I was going to ask you if you found remnants of the other characters' names throughout the book, because it's always so hard. It got, got, hunting those down was so exhausting. (laughs) Because you went from, from Ryan to Josh to Kyle. He was so not a Kyle. I changed. <laughs> so, uh, to, uh, to Alec, to Troy, before finally settling on Jordan. And I'm like, see, why didn't I come up with that a month ago? Why did I have to confuse myself? I feel like, I mean, I don't know what software you use to write on, but I, I certainly find words sort of find and replace function quite helpful for that kind of thing we've had to use it a few times yep if you accidentally misspell the name then you like read through a later draft and you're like oh it's still there because it was misspelled so find and replace did not find it 
<laughs> so that's sometimes a challenge. <laughs> I remember we had a, I think it was James E who was on this author spotlight section. He, in the middle of his book, changed the name of his main character and like didn't notice. And then just randomly halfway through it, like changed from like whatever to like Michael or something. And then he was like, oh, who's Michael? And he's like, oh yeah, whoops. <laughs> I've done that with like hair color and eye color before and that's like a little detail but it's something that I definitely noticed going back and then I'm like wait so which one is it and then I have to think and then I have to decide and I'm like not good at deciding stuff so I'll sit there and I'll be like (sighs) (laughs) I was just gonna ask if you have done any writing classes or you know do are there any podcasts that you want to shout out for writing or you know books that you've read that have helped you better your um writing skills well um I'm not the uh listen and take notes on a lesson type I'm very go with the flow but I always enjoy hearing other people's journeys and like mistakes they made things they would have done differently because I'm never gonna I I'm very stubborn and a little prideful in the sense that like I don't listen to those writing tips that are like you can't do this you have to do that otherwise your book's not going to be good I'm like I'm sorry I'm gonna do what I want but when it comes to the publishing journey I very much love to hear people's experiences and I tend to listen to Lane Northcutt's indie no podcast because as an indie author it's always good to hear how other people went through the process and how they experienced it and what they wish they had known going in Mm -hmm. and that very helpful sure that's a good one might have to look that one up that's what I was doing (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's very good soothing too while we're on the topic of publishing how did you find your publishing journey that's a little more complicated so um (laughs) I was the cringe teenager who wrote on Wattpad that is where it started because it went from you know Mm -hmm. books in class and scribbling on my arm to actually wanting feedback from people who didn't know me honest feedback and then one of my friends showed me Wattpad. Not sure who it was, not sure when they used it, but I started writing on there. And oddly enough, the first thing I ever wrote on there was a edited, lengthened version of that first English assignment that my teacher told me had potential. I turned that into a full, angsty mess of a book. <laughs> Then I started entering all their silly contests. Of course, all of their contests sucked. They want you to do it in 500 words or less, and you can't do anything with 500 words or less. And so I'd grow those. And then I'd start reading other people's work, and I was connecting with other writers. And then one of the books that I liked, I saw that there was an extra part, an author's note, that said, Announcement so-and-so book coming to Amazon and I'm like that's so cool and I messaged her and I'm like how did you do that how did you find someone to take your book how did you finally figure out how to do that and she said 
I did it myself. My mind was absolutely, utterly blown. Of course, I, for the life of me, could not figure it out. So I waited a couple of years. Then came the joy that is TikTok. And I met my wonderful friend, Anna, who self-published her book. And I went to her and I asked, how did you do that? And she showed me how and she walked me through the process and she showed me how easy it could be. And I just kind of hit the screw it button and I went for it. I wrote my first published book for a contest that I did not enter because it was an absolute BS contest. If I had entered and won, they would have taken the rights to my story. So not happening. I wrote it in a month. I edited it in three and I published it in less than a year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was a disaster. It was a (laughs) very bumpy ride from start to finish. And it sounds like you just were like, this is, this is what's happening for me. Like I am doing this. It is getting published. It is getting out there. Let's go. Yeah. And I didn't want to spend years waiting for somebody to decide it was worth it because I knew it was worth it. I was the one getting messages on Wattpad every day from readers saying, you have no idea how much this changed me, how much this affected me. I knew it was worth it. I wasn't going to let some crummy guy sitting in his fancy office chair tell me, no, it's not worth the effort and the money or try and tell me, it's worth it, but you have to change all of this and you have to follow our rules and you have to give us this. Like, no, I put in the effort. I know it's worth it. I'm going to do it. And it's going to all be on my terms. Again, very stubborn and prideful. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's a very strong position to take. And it, it takes courage and knowing yourself and having confidence in your work to do that. So I commend you for that. I also think that it's helpful to get your work out there, whether whether it's a huge success or whether it's a total flop, Um, you know, you learn so much in the process so that next time you can do it better. And there is a lot of value in that. So, you know, no matter what stage people are at, I still think it's worthwhile to give it a go. And some people might say that, oh, you know, the marketplace gets swamped with self-published books and, you know, a lot of them are not great or whatever. There's all those, there's all those thoughts out there. And it may be true for like to an extent for some books, but it's still a learning experience and it's still an opportunity for writers. So I think it's a great way to go about it. While we're on the topic of publishing and your novel do you want to tell us a little bit more about your novel Uh, it's called free me right yes free me is a ya lgbtq contemporary that has a heavy focus on the effects of intolerance on the mental health of queer youth because everyone is so quick to judge but none of us ever stop to think what effect we're having on someone and as someone who can personally relate to that and watched friends go through it I just thought it was such an important thing to talk about and show people because 
the number one cause of death in queer youth is suicide from intolerance and hatred and bullying and belittling. And it's not fair. And I just wanted to find a way to bring attention to that. So my book follows a young, closeted gay teenager as he tries to navigate what he's feeling for one of his classmates, the only openly gay person in their school. And it navigates watching him slowly deteriorate under that pressure, under that hatred from past friends, from classmates, from parents, and just watching as they lean on each other and find their worth and realize that these people have no power on the, over them and showing the world that they do matter and that they are people and their love is worth it. I was going to say that sounds like a book with a really heavy message, but I feel like it's one of those books that a lot of people will love to read once they, like, if hopefully they can find it and read it. It kind of, I was going to say that kind of covered the other question, which I was going to ask you, which was about what inspires and drive your stories. But it sounds like you have a lot of really close personal connections with people who have inspired your novel almost directly by the sounds of it. Yeah, all of my books, you'll find one way or another, connect with something that I experienced or someone close to me experienced. And that really, it, it drives me. It's that idea that we can take our own experiences and change the lives of others that really makes all the effort of writing and editing and publishing worth it to me. I think it's a very worthwhile goal to have and it's good to hear someone so passionate about it and to create such empowering and not shy away from the big issues in society is a really it can be a scary thing to to write about but I think it's a worthwhile cause and it definitely needs to be said you know that's one of the purposes of fiction is creating a society where we can look at these issues and explore them deeper so I always like to tell myself you know it's scary to write it imagine how scary it is to live it yeah it's it's that idea that it's because it's scary to think about that it is absolutely worth the effort exactly to this day my best friend is still not out to their family they have lost the people they grew up with because of hatred. And that is a terrifying reality to live. Yeah. And so it's for them that I take what little courage I have and I put it on paper and I show the world what it does to people. Yeah. What were your biggest challenges in writing this book? Biggest challenges in writing it? definitely reliving stuff that makes my has very heavy trigger warnings and I make no effort to hide it because I understand that it's if you've gone through it it is immensely hard to think about and relive it and I care about my right my readers enough to protect them from that if they're not ready so I'm covered in trigger warnings but it was important to me to get it out but it was so hard to relive 
those dark moments, those bad days, those intense, intrusive thoughts, the self-loathing and the pain. It's part of me thinks that's why I rushed through it because I didn't want to think about it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I still had to face it. Every time I went back and made edits, I had to face it. I had to acknowledge that this happened to me. And if I'm not going to acknowledge that, how am I going to help others through it? And it was hard to remember everything, especially because, you know, the brain blocks out what's painful. And to have to make myself remember and relive it was hard, but I am immensely glad that I did it. It was very necessary forced healing for me. Yeah. One of the, the beautiful things about writing is that it's healing to read and it's healing to write. So do you have anything else on the horizon that you're creating right now that might be coming out in the future that readers can look forward to? Or? Well, I do definitely have some main projects that are in the works. I have another YA contemporary that is going to be one of three books. I'm currently working on book two and editing book one. So that will hopefully be out in a couple of years at most. Yeah. I have another queer romance. This is going to be a bisexual holiday love triangle, kind of like a queer Hallmark movie, as I like to call it. Yeah. And a uh, historical fiction that's got pirates and princesses and espionage and amnesia it's going to be an absolute blast I'm over halfway done with it and I'm absolutely over the moon about it that sounds so great I love all of those topics combined into one sounds amazing sounds very epic very exciting I'm very excited for my pirate because it's going to have a wonderful spin-off with a side character that I'm disgustingly excited for (laughs) Love those types of characters, ones that throw a bit of um, throw a bit of something else and a bit of danger and trying to find the word and it's not coming. <laughs> Just about summed oh, up wow. life as a what's the word? <laughs> yes, but yeah, it, it sounds like one of those really interesting characters. <laughs> Let's just say that. I assume we should probably get towards wrapping this up. Yeah, I was just going to ask Kat whether there is anything else that we haven't covered that you would like to talk about. Well, you can always find my book on Amazon. It is also on on Barnes and Nobles and Books a Million. It can be found at Room of One's Own in Wisconsin. And you can buy signed copies on my website that can be personalized and wrapped or whatever you want, as well as merch that I have had made. Oh, that's exciting. Yes, and all of my my merchandise, including limited edition copies that are coming soon with sprayed edges and everything. Everything is made in collaboration with small businesses who are just like us indie authors. So by buying my merch, you're not just supporting an indie author, you are supporting numerous small businesses that share our dream that's really cool that is love cool. that what, what kind of merch do you have 
Well, right now we have like six scents of candles. Oh. We have two flavors of tea coming. Ooh. Very I like tea. That. <laughs> the tea is absolutely wonderful. One of them to me tastes like Starburst, and I'm absolutely for it. <laughs> I'm bookmarks that are handmade with the book's title on them. There's going to be shirts and stuff coming soon. I also offer bundle deals. So like if you have a friend whose birthday is coming up, if you pick the birthday bundle, you not only get the items in your order, you get them wrapped, you get a birthday card, you (laughs) get all sorts of birthday goodies, and it gets sent directly to them for their birthday self-care box with the candle the book and the tea of your choice it's so much coming it's that's so cool yeah such a good other other candles like character themed or like for free me we have one that is based on our main character josh one that is based on our other wonderful main character zane josh's sister ariana the first kiss, Josh's journal, and then there's one more that will be coming soon that is based on the book as a whole, and it has two layers of different scents. So as Ooh. you work your way through it, it will change, just like as you work your way through the book, things change and the mood shifts. It's very exciting. That is I awesome. such a good idea. I love that so much. It takes all of my willpower not to just like use them myself, but I'm like, (laughs) I can't do that. And I have character art that I absolutely adore. And pretty soon here in my website, I'm going to list character art postcards that if you buy them, the profits go directly to charity. And you choose the size of your donation based on how many characters you want on your postcard. Such amazing ideas. Amazing ideas. And so this is on your website. So what exactly is your website? My website is catwintersbooks.com. The link can be found on any of my social medias. And if you just search the website, you'll also find my social medias. Everything is linked. So... Everything should be relatively easy to find. So I assume like your Instagram and stuff is also just like at Cat Winters or something. Definitely. Just Cat Winters books. It's simple. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a great conversation that we've had and I've really enjoyed hearing all about Free Me and your journey becoming a writer and becoming a published writer through self-publishing on Amazon. I know a lot of people can relate to that type of story, especially like not knowing sort of how to do it at start and then like slowly working it out. But yes, thank you so much for being here today with us. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad. There are still some spots left on our author spotlight section. If you want to join us, just like Kat has, if you want to apply, you can head over to our website, lindersoncreations.com and just hover your mouse over the podcast tab and you should find a link for a form to fill out. And next time on Dear Writer, we have our talking shop episode where we like to talk about all the resources that we find useful as writers 
and some of the books that we like to read for fun. If you'd like to know more about us and any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or you can get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. Bye.